0: Hello and welcome to NSTA The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Turk Mackinson, Executive Director, and pleased to be joined today by Tim Ammon. Tim's a familiar face, but he's in a new role. He is Vice President and General Manager Passenger Services at Zonar. So, Tim, welcome back to NSTA The Bus Stop. It's been
1: a while. Kurt, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. It's uh, good to see everybody here, everybody again. Certainly after coming out of Pittsburgh, um, it, it was it was nice to nice to be back in the mix.
0: Yeah, and so uh, we're excited about your new role with uh, you know Zonar. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, so I uh, had the uh, the good fortune of of taking over for Kevin Mess, who, you know, has been a long time industry stalwart and had, um, had led Donar in its passenger services division over the last nine years and who recently retired. And as I mentioned before at the conference, is more than likely somewhere on a mountain um, walking around <laughs> and seeing bears and mosquitoes and various other things. Um, and uh, But I, I was... Uh, Really fortunate to have known him for a long time and as a consequence when he was retiring and and we started having conversations about what the opportunity was with Donar and and then interviewed with the team, um, saw that Donar continues to remain one of the strongest industry players in the fleet management space and it was is a company that i think has contributed an enormous amount to student transportation generally um, but specifically to uh, creating both an awareness around safety and an awareness around efficiency that it was an organization that i really wanted to be part of so so i feel really fortunate to have uh, not only the folks that work for me and are out interacting with the customers every day, but also the folks that I work for and their support in and around, um, continuing to try to innovate in our products and and service what, you know, what is one of the most important industries that exist out there.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Yeah. And it's great. It's a little bit of a homecoming of sort uh, for you at uh, Pittsburgh, and that was, that was fantastic. Now, you know, we, we haven't been on the podcast. I can't remember the, the last time, but it's been a while. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the interesting thing mm-hmm. is one of the things I pride myself on doing the podcast is that we find so much about people individually and what their entry point into student transportation, you know, was. And it, it comes in different, you know, shapes and sizes. So once you, uh, you know, kind of Rewind us a bit and talk about, you know, your entry, your background and, you know, how you got to where you are
1: today. Sure. Yeah, it's sort of a long and sorted tale, right? Like um, <laughs> I, 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 can't, uh, I came out of uh, I came out of graduate school and went to work for the I was in grad school down in D.C. What came out, went to work for the federal government, like every good Washington, D.C. graduate student wants to do um, okay. and promptly realized I needed to get out of there. And so went to work for a highly specialized fleet management and and transportation company um, that that eventually got bought by a company called Maximus, which is a big government services provider. And um, after being there for a while, myself and two other guys started a consulting company, and that sort of started the 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 entry into the industry. We had done a little bit of work mm-hmm. in fleet transportation while I was at Maximus, and then. Our focus became almost exclusively in student certification at a somewhat off time. So like right around September 2001. Um, so that was
0: okay.
1: sort of not necessarily the best timing to start a business, but, um, but it went okay <laughs> and, and, right. and was able to sort of, uh, to work our way through the years through, through, uh, 12 or 13 years of, of operating a company that was called Management Partnership Services and, we merged with the folks at Transpar to, to provide a more rounded suite of, of both management and consulting services, and then um, and then went on and continued to provide that kind of advisory and management services through about 2000 and 2019 or so. Um, started another consulting company and went to went to uh, do that for a few years, and then finally ended up here at Zonar. So it's been a weird sort of 23 year kind of random walk down Wall Street view through the, through the industry, which, um, I, I think it's been interesting here in the new role with Sonar because I've always sort of taken it as I've had kind of an outsider's view at the insides of the industry and now right. being on the inside and, and as I have said to several people, um, recognizing that when you have products that have to work every day which is what is really what the membership is doing right like if you're a contact and your system's got to work okay. every day um that's a whole different deal than what i was doing before and it, and it creates a whole different set of responsibilities and expectations and requirements and so forth and and having that um having that view into the industry i think has been both um both helpful for me but also um, really insightful in terms of of understanding the challenges of what it's like to to have to turn the key every morning and make sure everything's working.
0: Yeah, that's that's for sure. And
1: let's explore, you know, those
0: concepts a little more. You know, as you know, uh, industry continues to face, um, you know, driver shortages. Uh, And and I think it, we have to have a holistic view of what the solutions are. So it's not just going to be, you know, changing some laws or regulations, you know, it's not going to be paying drivers more money necessarily. Uh, it's not going to be one singular thing. And I think technology plays into that um, and plays into that immensely. So w- what are some of the things that Zonar uh, has been working on that where you can support uh, drivers? Because we all know that working conditions are very, uh, you know, important part of the whole, you know, complex uh, driver uh, ecosystem.
1: Yeah, and I think we, like everybody out there, right, have been really intensely focused on trying to both develop new products and modify our existing products to support contractors and, and everybody out there providing transportation services. Right? Because when, when we think about it, at, at our core, our products are designed to do a couple of, of things that are I, we think are important in, in managing the driver loadings. Because I think that's the right way to think about it. I think solving the driver shortage is a shift that sails, right? So like what we're mm-hmm. going to be focused on is managing the driver shortage. And so, you know, our products do two things, really. They first, they create awareness, right? That's what our primary, you know, DPS products and student tracking products do They just create awareness about the capacity to use both from an asset standpoint and from a, um, and from a, from a seating standpoint. And then, if we take that information that we've now generated and we actualize it as a as an effort to respond to existing events, that's the that's the transition that autproducts um are able to make or are able to allow people to do. So, you know, the actualization is really where we spent a huge amount of time and effort in, in partnership with other uh you know vendor partners like Bike and TransFinder, right? We've been working to think about platform that allow both terminal managers and business leaders to better identify where driver challenges are occurring and then how to think about how to reassign assets and reassign people to best mitigate the impact of those shortages, right? And, and we've taken that a little bit further relatively recently with our new on route platform um, that is focused on providing turn by turn directions. Um, and that, that effort is really focused on this idea of we reduce some of the anxiety that comes with driving a 40 plus foot asset with potentially 60 kids on it right one of the one of the things that everybody is afraid of is what am i going to do wrong how am i going to how am i going to turn am i going to go to the right place and so so helping helping reduce that anxiety through you know implementation of this technology that lets us know how many kids are supposed to be on the bus where am i supposed to go um how to like solve that is, is something that we've been really uh, really focused on and, and I think mm-hmm. in doing so, it's this idea that it is a recognition of what you talked about. you know we have a camera as well that is designed to to support driver coaching right to to um, ensure that our folks are getting the feedback that they need to try to be better at their job, right? And all of those things are in this ecosystem of uh, how do we put the driver first? Because we know that if we know that the driver is the first person that kids see, we know that the driver is the first representation of our organization. We know that the driver is first in a lot of areas. So, so how can we as a technology organization help support contractors in their effort to put drivers first? And we think these sort of platform solutions are helping to do that.
0: Yeah, uh and and it's something that we see um over and over again with you know within the industry um and, and it's good that you know the quest for perfection is, you know it's always there in the industry and I think you know partners like Donor are always there to kind of step up to the plate and be innovative which I think is really really important. Uh, another area I want to morph into is student management. So this is an area that obviously can uh, you know present difficulty for, you know, for drivers, uh, and it's been, you know, in, in fact, on our radar screen, increasing in scope um, recently. So what what is it that Zonar can do to help improve student management?
1: Yeah, clearly, I mean, everything that we've seen, right, is that, that the, the challenge of being a driver is greatly heightened by what happens with the student and our product particularly that is focused on, so our product VPASS is focused on this idea of trying to resolve what I think is a really important question for drivers in terms of, of ensuring that we're um, that we're doing what we're supposed to, and that's, that's resolving this question about free rights, right? And, and, and what we've said is sort of, do I have the right student at the right stop on the right bus, and if I can, Solve those three things. That puts me on a path to making sure that I can create an environment on the bus that limits the potential disruptions to the driver. You know, and if I can add in something like turn-by-turn directions, I can resolve the fourth right, right, which is right student, right bus, uh, right stop, right road. And and by doing those things collectively, the hope is and and the expectation is that we can limit the amount of destruction that students are causing that is driving drivers away uh, to, I guess, pardon the pun, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that we can, and that we can focus the driver on doing what their core responsibility is, which is is managing that, that asset as it's rolling down the street and trying to, to keep them focused on what happens around the vehicle as well. Right. So, right. so everything that we're doing to try to, Again, I think a huge amount of this is focused on limiting distractions, right? How do we limit distractions so the drivers can focus on what they're doing? Because, you know, I know if I'm sitting in my office and there are 60 people in the hallway, you know, banging drums and yelling at each other, it's probably going to be fairly difficult to do what I'm doing. So (laughs) how do we, you know, how how do we, how do we try to give drivers an environment where they can, they can experience some of that same support? and, and I think you know solving this three or four rights, depending on how you look at it, um, problem becomes an important element in that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, so true about the uh, drum banging, but that that also yeah. it doesn't escape. You know, people will be like, "Well, we just solved this by working remotely," but that doesn't solve the uh, the, the dog marking problem or the landscaping out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it absolutely <laughs> does not. No, not at <laughs> all. Yeah. Uh, one one area, and and I presented a you know a lot NSTA is you know pushing uh, the end illegal passing Jackie Woolery end illegal passing Act yeah. um, mm-hmm. as as successor piece of legislation to the Stop for School Buses Act um, and and you know we've talked about it just got introduced on on uh, June twelfth in the House and and the one area um, that I talk about is. Even if the driver, so the driver is trained. Okay, let's just you know stipulate that the driver is trained, highly skilled, professional, proficient driver. Okay, good driving <laughs> record, the whole nine yards. Doesn't have earbuds in. You know, is doing his or her job perfectly. Right. The student is on the bus. Um, you know, at, at times they have say evacuation training as well. So uh, and and the students uh, can be a model student. sit, you know, in their seat. Isn't doing anything outside of the normal course of what somebody would do, sit, you know, sitting in a school bus. And we get to a stop, and everybody's doing everything perfectly, and yet there could be an incident, out of, completely out of control, of you know the the two primary protagonists in this in this uh, soliloquy, the driver and the student. And uh, you know, and, and that's why I think the focus on ending illegal passing is the should be for everyone the highest priority that they have. Um and, and in and in the presentations I've given, I said we're all in this piece together. But what strikes me is you know, when I present that and say there are regulators in the room or or uh you know bureaucrats in the in the room it it really doesn't dawn on them that you know the student transportation professionals can be doing everything I won't say perfectly but just say nearly perfectly yeah. and there's still this incident that we can't control, and that's why we need their help to solve this humongous piece of the puzzle in terms of student transportation yeah. what what are your thoughts on that yeah
1: no, I think it's so true, right? I, what, what, what fails to get recognized I, as part of our industry, I think, is everybody sees school transportation as a system of one, right? And that system of one is to pick my kid up on time, right? So that's seen as the system. But when you start mm-hmm. to really think about what happens and you think about how truly complex the systems are, which is the interaction of driver with student, the interaction of a bus with surrounding traffic, right, which is where this whole thing comes in. There are so many emergent things that can happen that it's the definition of complexity, right? Because because I got out of my house two minutes late and I may have a meeting and I'm super anxious about it. And all of a sudden I decide to, decide to take that chance and I'm going to go, mm-hmm. you know, hauling around the vehicle and I have the chance to kill it with that. I mean, that, that level of, of, uh, or that lack of appreciation, I think, for all of the variables that interact on ensuring student safety both around and in the asset, I think it's hugely underappreciated by those of us who aren't in the business every day. And, and what mm-hmm. I appreciate about what the law is trying to do and what the communications around it that NSTA is doing, is it's trying to familiarize people with that complexity without sort of fear mongering it, right? Because that, that I think, can right. have a backlash to it. But, but just the, uh, the awareness and, and creating the understanding that even if everything goes right except one thing, we can kill somebody. Right. So we need to really understand and appreciate why it's important to gain that level of support in and around a system that is as complex as ours is, right? And to do it in the way that I think an FTA has done it, which is to not only heighten awareness about what's occurring, um, but but to also offer models in terms of how to resolve the problem. Um, because I think we can we can identify a thousand problems, but if we come up with zero answers, that's not helpful. Um, and, and I think what what's happened uh, through the efforts of the membership and through the efforts of the organization. Is is an effort to really try to come up with some mitigations and some resolutions to this that that will in fact make kids safer. And ultimately, that's our job. Right. And and, and Zonar, from our perspective, is doing whatever we can from a technology standpoint to try to support that. Um, and, and I think you know through the combination of all of the industry players, um, this focus on on trying to mitigate the complexity and to and to create awareness is an enormously important part of making kids safer. Yeah,
0: that's that's for sure. And and one area that I'm I'm also going to highlight is the fact that you, you know part of what the bill does is you know has um, I think it is a twelve school district pilot project. Let's call it um, so we can accumulate some real data behind what's, you know, driving this. You know, we all speculate. Yeah. Oh, it's distracted drivers. It's phones. It's young drivers. It's old drivers. It's, yeah. You know, and while we all can, can speculate, you know, about the causes, uh, this this bill finally you know drills down and says, okay, we're gonna we're gonna see if this is a, a widespread problem. But we're not ne- not just going to accumulate data so we can say, oh, we we've got a problem and here's what it looks like because we know we already know we have a problem. Uh, and, and what it looks like is a, a piece of it. We could debate on how important a piece of, of it, it is, but it is, you know, it's an important piece, but really the end game is, ha, you know, how do we curb it and, yeah, you, you know, and, and what are the steps we're going to take as an industry, you know, to curb this practice once we accumulate, you know, that data. And I think that's why we have the successor mm-hmm. bill is that. You know, there were some great pieces in the Stop for School Buses Act, but as we found, you know, the problem was still increasing, at least based on the NASDAQ survey, still increasing right. the scope, you know? And so I think that's that's also part of the challenge, you know, moving forward is, um, and we're in a data-driven business and you're in a data-driven business, but that's only a piece, you know, one piece of the puzzle, it's ultimately to get to the end game of, of curbing this practice. And whether that's penalties, or whether that's, you know, driving um, sanctions, whether that's points or, or suspensions or, or whatever, whether that's continuing education or whether it's just a flat-out PSA campaign that just inundates the airwaves, you know, we, we got to get from here to there. What are your
1: thoughts? Yeah, I think finding the right mix, right? I mean, <clears throat> it's, it, it seems weird to say we have to incentivize people to not do stupid things, right? But you know, apparently we do, right? So, so like, like fair enough. So, so we've got to think about it from an incentive standpoint um, and, and then also think about it again to, to the same point from a penalty standpoint. And, and, and this idea of trying to find, first of all, what, what do we actually know about this as a problem, right? Like resolving that question of what everybody thinks they know versus what we actually can document and understand um, is an important element in it, because that will lead us, I think, to the right set of, at least initially, um, the right set of potential mitigations for this, right? Assuming the 12, you know, location pilot becomes representative of what's happening everywhere else, we can start to think about broad-based mitigations, whether they are, and and what the combination of incentives and penalties need to be. Um, and, And that, I think, will also help drive The creation of additional awareness campaigns, whether it's from the industry or from, you know, from a broader group um, around things like NISO or somebody along those lines, that can support what we're trying to do from a from a safety standpoint. I think those things continue to become um, one of the most important elements in terms of how do we how do we ensure that that not only at the beginning of the school year or or at the you know, transition in January for a new semester. But all the time, people have an awareness about why it's important enough when, you know, they see flashing red lights. You have to stop just right. to stop. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, it seems like it could be so basic, but it's just not because, again, the system is really complex.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's, in sports, we call that muscle memory. But that's kind of what we have mm-hmm. to create in in the, in the yeah. general motoring, you know, public. Um, we we could talk about this all day and I'm sure, uh, then we'll be back to talk about it as the bill, you know, makes its way through the process. You know, we'll, we'll start to uh, pick apart, you know, these concepts that we've been talking about today. Um, but we're running out of time. The one thing I just want to raise with you, um, is, you know, what can Zonar do, and for lack of a better term, to help organize organizations, <laughs> if that makes sense to you. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think yeah, I appreciate it. I, I, you know, we're, we're really focused on, you know, we hear a lot about organizations that are data driven, right? And, and the unfortunate part of that is that it has actually no definition. Um, and what we really want to try to do is, is help the folks who use our products use them better and use them to as a, as an information tool and as a decision tool for their organization. So we spend an enormous amount of time um, trying to think about from this broad range of products, how can we customize a set of integrations that better brings data together to allow contractors to make better decisions about not only how to run their business, but how to keep kids safe, right? And so our focus is on ensuring that our products will talk to other products, that other products will talk to ours, so that the ecosystem of things that we buy all the time to support these organizations um, are actually becoming management decision tools, right? So whether that's right. the creation of integrations between products or the customization of material and information and data coming out of our product, that's an enormous focus for us. Because where our products are great, but where they deliver value is when you learn something. Right. And so we're really focused on helping people learn about what's happening in their operations every day from the tools and from, from the products that they've bought for us. So, so we're, you know, we're keen on making sure that folks reach out, um, if they're having questions like that to have us, to have us try to support them in that way.
0: Absolutely. Um, Tim, before we run, it's been a great, uh, you know, catching up with you. Um, where can our listeners learn more about Zonar?
1: Yeah, thanks. No, this has been really terrific. It's, it's been great to catch up, and and they can certainly come see us, yeah, visit us at uh, zonarsystems.com, or they can reach out to me at tim.ammon at zonarsystems.com. And and you know we're we're available because we want we want folks to, to go out there and use our product to make their organizations better, to make kids safer, and and to support everything that this industry does to enable access to education.
0: Well, there you have it. Once again, our guest at NSDA, the bus stop, Tim Ammon. He's vice president, general manager, passenger services at Zonar. Tim, great catching up with you. And as I mentioned, great you know, that, you guys here. Yeah. yeah. As that bill winds its way through the, you know, legislative process, I'd uh, love to have you come back on and we can discuss, you know, some yeah, of these concepts yep. uh, in detail.
1: Sure. Yeah. We're here. Zoner will be here to help continue to support as much safety as we can drive into the industry and, and would love to participate in that. All right. Great. Tim, great seeing you in Pittsburgh
0: and uh, we'll talk soon.
1: Thanks. Take care.